Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everybody, it's How To Tuesday, brought to you today by Black Rifle Coffee. We're going to talk about something that's going on in the Florida Keys right now. Right now is tarpon season, and all of the big migratory fish are coming through the Florida Keys. Lots of people are catching them, but this year has probably been one of the worst years by far for shark attacks on the tarpon. So we're going to go over five things that you can do to avoid shark attacks on your tarpon. And when I talk about this, I'm primarily talking about what's going on in the Florida Keys. I know that there's lots of other places to fish and lots of other places where sharks are attacking tarpon, like Boca Grande and other places like that. I don't really know much about those areas because we don't have any reason to go there. The fishing is fantastic in in the Florida Keys, and that's where we fish. So all of what I'm talking about is mostly associated with the Florida Keys. Maybe it's applicable to other areas, but I don't know because I don't really fish there. But uh, number one, sharks can attack your tarpon at any time, anywhere, in any depth of water. So you just need to be aware of that. If you're fly fishing for the tarpon, um, if you're playing a fish for a long time, keep an eye out for sharks. You can avoid shark attacks by putting the boat between the tarpon and the shark if you see it coming in. Big hammerheads, bull sharks. If you have a pack of bull sharks, that's a tough one. But it can happen anywhere, and it can happen with any kind of tackle. Uh, but it is primarily going to happen in these very, very high traffic areas like uh, Key West Harbor or a bridge like Long Key Bridge or Seven Mile or or Channel 5 or Channel 2 or one of these places where the tarpon go there like a magnet. You can get them attacked in backcountry channels or in a basin or any other place. I've certainly had that happen. I've certainly had many close calls with them, but it doesn't happen as frequently as it does in these high traffic areas. So just be aware of that. Be aware that they can, it, it can happen. So work on your technique. 
So if you're a beginning angler, whether you're a fly angler or a spin angler, uh, conventional angler, whatever, work on your technique. If you are a beginner, get some instruction. Have somebody help you with the angle of pull, the way that you can put pressure on a big fish, and you can learn a lot of this off the water. Uh, you can do it off the water with a scale. You can pull on a scale, and you can see that when you have this huge bend in the rod and you feel like you're pulling really, really hard, it's leverage, and the leverage is on you, and you're pulling very, very little poundage on the other end of the line, whereas if you straighten that rod out and you point almost directly at the fish and pull backwards, you uh, can easily break the fish off like that because you're putting so much more pressure on them. So the, the good technique is somewhere in between that where you are using the rod uh, for protection of whatever tippet you're using and you are also uh, putting as much pressure as you possibly can on the fish. If you are an expert angler or a very experienced angler with fly, fly gear or uh, spin gear, man, practice goes a long way. And pulling yourself, having someone hold a scale and just calling out how much pressure you are putting on that scale with your fly rod or your spinning rod or your conventional rod, whatever, can go a long way to helping you to understand how to put more pressure on a fish. And a lot of people feel like they are putting a lot of pressure on a fish. They've been doing it this way all their life. But when you start doing it with a scale, it's a little different. You start to see, oh, okay, if I pull this way, I'm pulling a lot harder. It also goes into uh, a, a great technique to have if you are uh, fishing with very light tackle because it's easy to see how you can put pressure on them that's easy to break the line. So all of that uh, practice with a scale is very, very important and can go a long way to make you a better angler. Uh, the third thing would be to use as heavy tackle as a situation will allow. And, you know, I like using light tackle as much as anybody else. I love light rods and light tippets and, and all of that. But when you're fishing these high traffic areas and you've heard at the dock that there have been a lot of shark attacks, go heavy and try to fight these fish as fast as you possibly can. Heavier tackle will allow for that if you have the good technique. If you don't have the good technique, you can be using rope and you still can't land the fish very fast. So good technique combined with good tackle will make for very short fights. Uh, I bump the tackle up in situations where I think that there are possible shark attacks going to happen because I really don't want that to happen to the tarpon. Um, and so using the heavier tackle is a good a good thing. Now, as we talk about that, you're, we're, we're trying to learn better technique. We're trying to use heavier tackle so that we can decrease the fight time. Because as you fight a 120-pound tarpon for an extended amount of time, it is much, much, much more likely to be a target of a hammerhead shark or a bull shark. If it's fresh and green, is probably not as much of a target jumping all around. Now, sometimes that, that happens you hook a fish, it jumps once and immediately there's a hammerhead shark on it. In that situation, I try to break them off as fast as possible. And you know, this is a tough one because if you're a guide, you got somebody that's coming down from the Midwest somewhere, they've never caught a tarpon and you're telling them to break off the one, the only one that they might catch all week. I get it. It's really a, a difficult decision. That's one that you're going to have to, uh, 
come to grips with yourself. Um, but I, I'd certainly suggest breaking them off. But we're using good ta- we're using good technique. We're using heavy tackles so that we can decrease the fight time. Another way that you can decrease the fight time is just to brief your anglers in advance that a caught fish is when the leader gets to the rod tip. Now, some people don't don't know why that is, but <laughs> if you have done this a lot, you can see that the leader can come into the rod tip in three minutes. And then to get that fish to the side of the boat for an angler that's not really all that experienced might be another hour. So you caught the fish 57 minutes ago, but now to get this awkward picture by the side of the boat that's never really going to turn out to be a great picture, you're fighting the fish for 57 more minutes. That is a way to get the fish attacked by a shark, no doubt about it. Um, so if you're briefing the anglers and you're saying, hey, look, we're going to get the leader into the rod tip, then we're going to break them off. Okay, they're okay with that. One way that you can help the situation is that you can have your, you know, you can have your camera ready. But if you're really busy br- driving the boat, like you would be at Long Key Bridge or another bridge where you got to be on the throttle and on the on the steering wheel really fast, brief the other anglers and say, "Hey, when somebody hooks up, get the phone out and let's get a picture of this fish jumping." Because the picture of a fish jumping, in my opinion, is a way better picture, a way better trophy shot than a picture of it beside the boat. Because those pictures just never turn out right unless you're getting a picture from another can- another boat towards your boat. It's just hard to, it's a big fish, it's right next to the side of the boat, it's hard to get, get the angle right. It, it usually doesn't turn out as well as you might expect. So if you brief them that the, the leader in the rod tip is a caught fish and you break them off there, you're going to avoid a tremendous number of shark attacks like that. Uh, if everybody's ready with a camera, that's fantastic. You'll get the jump shot. And if you're worried about it, have a GoPro like, you know, uh, skiff guides and uh, center console guides and bay boat guides can do the same thing that what uh, that the offshore guides do and have a camera running all the time. You have a camera running, you know, forwards and backwards all the time. At the end of the day, you just go back and find the clips where where somebody caught a fish. And you can hand that to your clients and they will be forever grateful, probably fish with you for a lifetime. So if the sharks are bad, the final thing is that if the sharks are bad and you've had some close encounters or you've had a fish get eaten and two boats down has had a couple of fish getting eaten and two boats the other side have had fish get eaten and everybody, every time somebody's hooking up, there's a shark on it. It's time to move to another spot. You know, it's, it's really tough because when that happens is usually when the fish are really biting well and to have the discipline to say, you know what, this is not good for the fish. We're just, we're just feeding these sharks. It's a really hard decision to make, but that's the right decision. If they're getting eaten every time you get, every time you hook up, time to go find another spot. Okay. So that's just some advice. I don't, I mean, seeing a 13 foot hammerhead eat a 120 pound tarpon is an experience of a lifetime, but it's not really something that we're looking to do. We don't really want to see that. The tarpon is a very valuable fish. It's a very valuable animal, and we have a tr- tremendous amount of respect for those fish. We don't want to just go feed them to sharks. Uh, at least that's my, at least that's my opinion. So, those five things can really help you uh, get better at your at your technique. Use heavier tackle. Have a camera ready, and release a fish when it's on the leader. Just go ahead and break them off. And then if they're really bad, just go somewhere else. All right, that's how to Tuesday for today. We'll see you next week.